Welcome to this Girl Life podcast. We're your hosts, Whitney Kleiner and Kristen Kavan, best friends who understand the power of friendship, good conversations, and the realness of creating your best life. Each week, you can find us here having real, raw, unfiltered conversations that you want to have with your best friends. It's everything you need to know to master this girl life. Let's get it started. <laughs> Which is derogatory. I really hope you weren't recording that. Well, we just started right now, and okay, so, so I actually fine. just missed that. No one heard what Kristen just said. Thank heavens, because I'm embarrassed of myself. <laughs> Guys, you know that feeling when you drink way too much coffee and, like, I'm jittery? Yeah, it's like a caffeine high. <laughs> like, I usually drink one cup, and today I've had, like, six, and I, like, that's what I feel like. She's, like, cracked out on Adderall. That's what I feel like. I'm not. I know. Um, you should be drinking Four Sigmatics hot, like the mushroom, mushroom coffee. coffee. That's what I've been doing because I'm trying to cut down on my yeah. coffee. Anywho, okay, because I read a crazy study, but I'm not going to get all medical because – Please don't. I don't. Okay, well. Um, can we just jump right in to this weekend and talk about some hot topics and, like, what's happening right now? Don't you feel like you were just getting attacked with things that kept happening all weekend in pop culture news? Yes, primarily the bachelorette wedding that, like, truthfully, I don't know how you're famous, but you are. I mean, I love them, but... I mean, I don't really love them, but I love them because they got married and they're bachelor and I'm, like, all for it, but I don't, you know, like, I don't love them enough to follow them on Instagram. Oh, yeah. See, I follow Ashley. But I love them enough that I follow enough people that were at the wedding. Mm, like yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't believe Chris Harrison didn't go. Oh, see, you know more news than I know. Yeah. He had prior all... obligations. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, it happens, you know. But he's like Daddy Bachelor. He is. I, I'm sure he sent a really great gift. He's probably like say <laughs> that he bought the crate. And... <laughs> something off their crate and barrel oh i thought he would be like the bachelor is sending you down to puerto rico (laughs) where you first met like i feel like they do that to everyone i mean i feel like he like officiates a lot of bachelor weddings and the fact that he wasn't even there i'm like what's the t spell it why weren't you really why weren't you really there or probably reading more into it than really (laughs) um can we transition into just the saddest like you know, I don't mind it flowing into my Instagram, but Miley and Liam. Girl right? doesn't know what she has. I'm so confused right now. I know. And then I just, yeah, I I wish I could talk in an Australian accent because I would try I to I mean, be- Liam is a snack. <laughs> and she just no, 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 gave, no, 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 no. It, gave it all away. <laughs> I hope my husband doesn't listen to this episode. He he I really told is. Adam that he was a snack <laughs> last night. <laughs> Hi, honey, you've been gone all weekend. Do you know how good looking Liam is? <laughs> that was sad. That was surprising. And what was even more surprising was that Miley then was making out with Caitlyn Jenner. Not that, <laughs> Not that one. But um yeah, I just find yeah. the whole thing so weird. I feel like it was a little bit of a ploy. What? Like the Caitlyn and Miley thing. Mm. Like, we're on a boat. Hot girl summer. Hashtag. Like, Boats and hoes. Watch- Boats and hoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, watch me make out with this hot girl so that the paps get it. Yeah, maybe. I hope Probably. so. Because, I mean, I know that Miley always talks about how she's like gender fluid, which is great for you. 
but it just seems like all a little too convenient. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. The, again, the whole thing is really strange. So I, I, I'm really excited to see what comes out, but like, I feel bad being interested in it. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about the real Bachelor drama? Are you watching Bachelor in Paradise? I am watching Bachelor in Paradise, yes. And I know okay. the drama. So I'm doing a lot of research. Oh, okay? I love this. Let's let's hear it. Oh, she's so good. So for those of you who don't know, Blake was on Becca's season, and he was like the heartthrob, and he's gross. He, in the span <laughs> of Stagecoach Weekend, slept with Christina, who was with Dean from last year, and then the next night, we don't know if the sheets were clean, slept with Kaylin. Now, in Blake's defense, he released the tw- the messages, which I think is semi-inappropriate because that's just like, you don't need to air the dirty laundry. Yeah, that was inappropriate. But she definitely, like, was f- more forward with him, which, like, girl, get it. Like, you want to have sex? Great. Yeah. But then don't go on Bachelor in Paradise and say that, like, he threw you away and he was calling you a mistake and all this stuff when it was very much apparent that she just wanted to have sex. Right. I think, though, let's be honest. Hi, we're women. They had, like, you know, that relationship, like, the Instagram relationship they were going to, like, she felt like it was more previously. So you can remember being back in your 20s when you dug a guy so much. And I don't know. I just, I can totally. But I can see why he defended himself to the Bachelor in Paradise drama that she was doing. I can. I can. I know. But also, if it was flipped it would have been a totally different story, you know? Yeah. Like, if he was the aggressor, yes. et cetera, et cetera, it, this would be a totally different story. And he also slept with Taisha. Taisha? What? Taisha? Taisha. Before Bachelor in Paradise. What? So I want to be like, Blake, what do you expect that you go on Bachelor in Paradise? The producers love this crap, and you know that they're like, ooh, we're going to put all three of your ex-flings on here and let you fight it out on the beach. Like, how f***ing stupid are you? Okay, I have a question for a Bachelor producer. Maybe someone's listening. Do you STD test your your people before they come down? Because I heard that they do get STD tested before you're on any Bachelor show. Thank God. Blake, you need like, <laughs> you need some full and check out here. And here's my whole thing with that. Like, okay, if you want to sleep with who you want to sleep with, like this is your 15 minutes of fame, you're hot, you're 20, blah, blah, blah. Don't expect that you're not going to get caught. You're in the same franchise. Mm-hmm. You're all on the same shows. You're all on the same shit. Yeah. So like you're gonna get. Co- I I'll just up to it. Yeah. I love how I love all of his faces on the episode. Hilarious. Anyways, <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so much. I mean, some people watch it. Some people hate it. It's either like a love or hate with the Bachelor, Bachelorette stuff. Totally. It really is. My totally. husband, you guys, my husband and I fight about it. He will not even sit on the couch and like read a book do something else he refuses to be in the room he's like these people are so f-ing stupid like i'm not i he refuses so i always joke that adam watches it like he's holding the wall street journal up while he reads it while we're watching but like peeking around the corner I like, love, he reads a wall street journal i just love it's so adam he loves but he's always like i can't believe she just said that and i'm like oh (laughs) mm, are you watching (laughs) i think i think more guys do than we think but yeah i do too my husband refuses anywho um okay also we just have to stop and talk about someone who made it to the news that i love because she dips it low 
picks it up slow. <laughs> okay, and I, I and I dip it. Doing it right now. <laughs> I dip it low all the time. I've been dipping it low since two thousand four. Okay, so <laughs> Christina Milian's oh. pregnant again, which is amazing. Oh, and she already has a kid. She has a kid. Yeah, who's. Oh, oh. I don't know. She's a lot older, but I, yeah, mm. she's pregnant, and I was like, "Yay for you! You're cute." She she tw- um put one of my videos up on her Instagram. I like was dipping it low, and then she tweeted, and I, like, and I was like, "The queen of dipping it the low, queen. the queen." <laughs> yes. So she was my Beyonce before Beyonce. Yeah. Yes. And Beyonce was still a Destiny's child. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, so this yeah. Anyways. Never mind. Hmm. Nothing. I'm just RIPing Destiny's Child. Okay. The good old days. Yes. You know who else broke up? Who? Which, like, this is like a, a D-list celeb. Morgan Stewart and Brandon Fitzpatrick from Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. Oh. Yeah, they're like the Courtney and Scott D-list. They're like that Kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they I'm were surprised. so cute. And I know. Same. But, of course it's celebrities there was all this drama that apparently she was sleeping with a married producer of an e on e and she was like that didn't have anything to do with our breakup and i'm like but did it um maybe (laughs) i think you might be lying (laughs) that's so sad i think i don't know it's so it would be so hard to be in the public eye I don't know yeah. why we're pushing why it. Why are we trying up? to push being in the public eye, Kristen? Gosh, we're I so famous. Why, Adam always asks me, he's like, why are you so obsessed with celebs? I'm like, I think it's because I have no drama like that in my life yeah. and I just love it. Yeah, I know. It's weird. We feed off of it, but it's like I never would want it in my life. Never. Right? You know, I I had enough in my 20s. That's what I say. Like, I had way too much drama in my 20s that is a whole other podcast my lanta <laughs> yeah yep so <laughs> oh, oh the good old days. I uh, did i tell you that did i tell you that i started binge watching 902 and oh the original season the original yes you did remember because you were like asking me all these <laughs> questions Yes, you told me. And I got a text message from her at 11 o'clock being like, does um, Andrea love Brendan? And I'm like, what? Like my phone? I didn't put it on silent. And I was like, oh, man, it's my mom. No, it's Kristen writing to me about Beverly Hills. Full disclosure, I got a little drunk on Saturday with one of my girlfriends. And we were up late. And then I had to watch it. I watched two episodes at like midnight and then had to get up, get my ass out of bed with my kid on Sunday and it was well before we go into the legit 90210 it was amazing I have all the DVDs I'll never sell them <laughs> um but can we talk about the 90210 BH 90210 the new edition that just came out what did you think okay so since I have no knowledge of the original I went into it just kind of blindly I think it's an interesting take on on what it will be. I think it'll be interesting. At first, I was not sold. Like I was like group texting our friends being like, this sucks so bad. Don't watch it. But then when it, the first episode ended, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch that more because they kind of leave you hanging in a really good spot, I thought. Yeah. Well, as like a diehard. I still think it's weird. It was weird. <clears throat> as a diehard, I expected like. A full reboot. A full reboot. I really did. I think a lot after reading the reviews and I think a lot of yeah. our listeners would be like, yeah, I kind of expected it too. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I can see where it might get really interesting. I actually think it might. And now I'm rooting for it yeah. because Jason Priestley and Brian Austin Green are like producers. And I just – I'm kind of rooting for them because – you know, they're like, they were A-list celebrities in the 90s. You know, they were like know. big deals. And so yeah. now I almost kind of want like the new generation to know about 90210. You know? I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm excited for it. Me too. So yeah, I'm going to watch that one and I'm going to watch the old one simultaneously. So I'll see you in nine years when I'm done watching <laughs> nine episodes, nine seasons. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. And That's we were, cool. yeah, it's a lot, a lot of TV, but it's totally worth it. So Okay, good. Yeah. I'm about to know that. Um, also, we didn't even – we haven't even started our, you know, yay or nay. I was totally – we were so focused on hot topics. I love yay and nay. I know. It's yay and nay with Wit and Kay. Oh, shit. Okay, so what should our yay and nay be this week? Like, we didn't even plan this, you guys. I'm sweating. I love yay and nay so much. I know. I'm sweating, too. I'm flapping my ass. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. <laughs> I think our yay and nay should be pop culture. Okay. We could do – we could do a little pop culture. That works. Um, you have to go first because I'm like Okay. Um my yay and nay is Bachelor franchise, are you shocked? Jade and Tanner having their baby in the closet. Oh yeah. <laughs> her okay, so backstory, she was pregnant with her second. And I don't remember if they had a boy or a girl. I think it's a boy. But he came so quickly that they couldn't get to the hospital. And she full on delivered her baby in her closet. Now, if women aren't badass enough, bam. Yeah. Baby in a closet. Yeah. I know. That's a yay for girl power. That that is a yay. I was like, that carpet's got to go. I know. Got to go. I was hoping they had wood in there or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My yay um again i feel like my yay always involves friends but again you guys they created a lego of 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 rachel so i like i think that's the coolest yay for me of the week can i I bump up your yay i think they made all legos did they i think it's like a whole scene with the couch and everything okay well then i totally missed out i'm not even prepared for this but yeah i don't i don't know that okay well, that's my yay. So let's maybe I'll purchase them if they're for purchase. <laughs> you totally should. Yeah. Um, what is my nay? What's going on in the world that I need to <laughs> nay about? <laughs> um, I know. I see. It's like harder than it looks, people, to come up with a nay mm-hmm. on the fly. It really is, especially because it's like there's just like some good things. I wish I could change my yay. Okay, change it. Go ahead. Give me another yay. It's not necessarily pop culture, but kind of is. So have you seen the clear the list movement where people – so teachers can come on. They're like – it's all over Twitter. And they post their link to Amazon, and it's all the lists they need for the school year. Well, celebrities have taken over and are clearing lists. So like – What? The guy that sings the – old back road or whatever he cleared a whole list of like 850 dollars for a teacher and like colton from the bachelor just cleared a list and reality steve has cleared five and it's this whole campaign where like these celebrities are coming in and clearing lists oh my gosh i think that's really really cool Mm -hmm. wow okay well and then okay i have my name okay katie perry's new song small talk 
Okay, Small Talk. I haven't heard it. There was another song out that I just, I just like put on Instagram that I loved. And I was like, oh, throwback, Katy Perry's back. Oh, that's a great one. Okay. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I we'll, love that song. We'll play it on whatever the, you know, Instagram is. Yeah, we listen. Quinny loves that song too. It's okay. so good. Um, No, this new one. Okay, I think we would, Not Really Over is what you played. Okay. I think we really would have liked small talk when mm-hmm. we were like emotional girls going through breakups. Like <laughs> it's basically about like we used to tell each other everything and now we don't because we're not together. So it's small talk. And oh, it's just like, yeah, I actually listened to it and it does. It makes me think about my 20s. Right. When you had a really shitty relationship. I'm like Katy Perry, you're 35. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my nay. I was like, I love Katy Perry. I think she has a stellar voice, but that song yeah. sucked. I have my yay. I mean, my nay. Okay. My nay. My nay is <laughs> my nay. I'm so sick and tired of Kanye West and Travis trying to one up each other for like birthday shit for these girls. Like all those right. rose petals, really? Like, you had to kill all those roses. Well, first off, yeah, a lot of roses, but then the poor people that had to clean it up, right? And she lives in a white house, and your kids walking around on it. You know, you got smudges of red everywhere. <laughs> I'm just imagine the poor person that had to clean that up so that you could be a foot deep in rose petals I know and I love how you know that wasn't like her first time coming in so she recorded it and she was like oh my gosh I'm like that was your 20th take right so anyways I'm just a little bit annoyed and it's not even like I want my husband to do that no no this is a for real it's a little much. I would walk in the front door, look at all the roses and be like, oh, dear God, call Nikki, our cleaning. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> See, I don't even probably, have a cleaner. I'd be like, shit. <laughs> I'd probably gram it, obviously. But then I'd yeah. be like, get me out of here. <laughs> you know what? I'd, I'd be like, who's helping me make potpourri? <laughs> like, you start an Etsy business selling potpourri. <laughs> Go on, Monica, like, like. All right, we're gonna spend time doing t- stuff together, Kale, okay, and make potpourri. Like <laughs> you, <laughs> Kristen's losing her shit because I can literally see her in jail. <laughs> I know. Oh <clears throat> man. Oh lord. I feel like this should be the episode called the one where we talk about potpourri. <laughs> That's a good title. Except it's not because we have a great guest today. Yes. Oh, we have the best guest, Ashley Rose Reeves. And she Hi, used... funny that we were just talking about roses and her middle name is Rose. Oh, yeah. She The one with the rose. The one with the rose. Um, she used to go by Ashley's Fresh Fix and now on Instagram she actually is using her name and on the podcast she talks about possibly changing it up. So um, but Ashley is a beautiful human, and we talk all about body positivity and um, what she stands for, just coming to love your body, own your body with her body love program, and we dive in a little bit to how she, you know, who she is, how she's gotten to where she is, and on it, I mean, it's kind of an emotional podcast, if I'm being honest. It is. It's so, so- but you will walk away feeling like your heart has been filled, your bucket's been filled, and it's just she's super just she's our best friend. That's yeah, what she, she feels like. She's Absolutely. 100% like you will want to be best friends with her. And honestly, that is why she's so authentic. She, the girl has like just 
tons of followers because she's so mm-hmm. real online. So we found really you is. another fabulous bestie. You're welcome. Welcome her to This Girl Life Podcast. Welcome back to This Girl Life. I am super excited about today's episode. Um, today we have on Ashley Reeves of Ashley's Fresh Fix, and she is so amazing. She is all about spreading positivity through her Instagram, loving yourself. She's a wife, a mama of four, and she's currently creating an empire based on body love, and she's amazing. So, Ashley, welcome to TGL. We're so glad you're here with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. (laughs) So, for our TGL listeners, give us the background on you. So I started, um, I started as a food blogger, honestly, and I had a blog way before Instagram. I had a blog and I would share healthy recipes and the blogging world is a little bit different. Um, or at least it was like 10 years ago. I'm kind of like a grandma blogger. Um, but I could just share pictures of food and I never had to put my face anywhere, which was in my ideal scenario. I thought I'd really figured out. It's like, Oh, I've hacked the system. I never have to show anyone my face. I can just take pictures of my food and I was getting traffic and it was really working pretty well for me. Um, I had no idea how to monetize the blog. I wasn't making any money, but I had readers and I had people who were there and I loved creating that kind of content. Um, when people started switching over, like a lot of traffic started coming over to Instagram. I was interested in Instagram, but there was a lot more like real time on Instagram, right? It wasn't just content based. It was a lot of pictures. I had a lot of insecurity about I love sharing healthy recipes, but I'm a six foot tall girl. I had just had a baby at the time and I had a lot of insecurity about not looking the part of like a healthy food blogger. I wanted to share these healthy recipes. It was something I was good at, but I just totally felt like I didn't look the part. So for me, it was tricky because I just realized that that's what people were sharing and I just didn't want to share it. So I tried to the best of my ability to keep it, um, you know, just pictures of my food. I didn't want to show anyone anything. And I eventually, uh, my account started growing just from recipes. It was like a content heavy account. And I got contacted by Good Morning America and they wanted to feature my family and my recipes. And they mostly wanted to take the recipes and see how we feed our family. So they wanted to like record me and put it on TV. And I was like, (laughs) no, 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 no. Like I had so, I was like literally sick. I felt like I was going to throw up. My husband was like, you would be crazy to turn down the opportunity, but I really was so insecure. Like I did not want people to see what I looked like. I had just had a baby and he was only maybe not even a year old. And I just did not, I did not want to be seen, but luckily my husband talked to me and I, I felt like it was a good idea. So I'm so glad I had our home. That was kind of this like starting point for a lot of awesome things because what happened, like this thing that I've been so insecure about was actually um, something that helped that people resonated with because, you know, other people wanted to be healthy too, but they didn't necessarily look the part either. And I just felt like I found in this like sea of who knows how many millions of people were on Instagram at the time, um, I was able to find people that were like me. And so once I saw the response and I had so many people just being like, Oh, you look like me. Like, I love that you don't, you know, look like a CrossFitter or whatever. And you're still eating this way. Like, um, I just was able to find this really cool group of people. And so over the years, I've just been leaning more into that, like that group of people who wants to try a little bit better to be healthier and take care of their bodies, but just not so appearance focused and not saying that everyone who does CrossFit is appearance focused. It was just people who were just trying their best, but it wasn't our full focus. 
And so um, I've really been able to build this really cool community online of women who are invested in themselves. And um, by sharing my message of like the insecurities and the body shame that I've had for years, I've been able to um, build this really cool conversation among women. So my platform has completely changed. I don't consider myself a food blogger anymore. I feel like I'm an activist for women loving their bodies and appreciating them for what they are. And I love talking and having that conversation um, and just teaching on that and teaching about my process and the whole thing. I feel like I've done it online, the whole process of like loving my body, like being grateful that it breathes. It's just been something I've had to do online because I've been public for so long that I feel like there's been this kind of transformation of all the things that we've, that I've dealt with, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I connect with everything you're saying and, and, for years, I guess I followed your journey, like I said earlier, and I just feel like I connected with you because I'm six one and I've struggled my whole life with, you know, you just feel different. Like yeah. when you're taller, you just feel like bigger and different. And so I've had self-esteem and I mean, did you ever think that your experiences growing up and just kind of feeling like this would ever kind of create now this powerhouse of, you know, being able to create such awareness about body image and acceptance of course like when I was growing up I had no idea that it could that it could be like my biggest tool for impact I had no idea but as I've gotten older I really really value and am so grateful for just the trial of it all like just the trial like I was bullied a lot I was made fun of for my weight I never dated anyone like people were really terrible to my face about the way I look like what I look like being my biggest, um, you know, downfall essentially. And I blamed what I looked like for a lot of things that weren't going right in my life. And so even though of course the time I couldn't see it, I'm such a believer in no matter what your insecurity is, I really believe what you perceive to be your insecurity is actually your greatest week or your greatest strength. Um, because you're able to find people that you connect with through that. And you're able to have conversations that are meaningful and you're able to, um, that's the, place in our weaknesses and what we perceive to be those hardships that's the place where we experience the most growth because we need to fix it because we can't live in that mindset for forever so I am to a place now where I'm truly grateful for it like truly because if I wouldn't have been through it like I don't know what my life experience would be but I feel like I live such a fulfilled life right now and I it wouldn't be the same if I had had a different approach you know I listened to a podcast that you were on and I'm, I don't remember the name of the podcast, but you were friends of the podcaster. It was like the Believe podcast or something like that. Oh, Todd? Yeah. And you yeah. talked about the hate that you got as a little kid and re-intercepting notes. And I don't know. I just like I like wanted to cry with you. But the way you turned that around in your positivity towards it was so incredible. And I was like I was playing it while I was doing stuff yesterday. I was like, oh, my gosh, this girl is absolutely incredible. And your outlook on how those things when you were young have created what you're doing today and the impact that you're having. It's just, it's honestly super inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, that was, I was really um, bullied a lot as a kid for the way I looked and just always kind of being like the big girl. And yeah, I, there was just a lot of moments that were really mean and sad, but um, definitely feel like it's something that shaped who I am today. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that way too about my no. I, I don't know now there's nothing I I would never want to change my height and like you know 
I would never want to take that away. For a long time, I don't know if you felt this way, but I was like, oh, if I could just be like 5'8 or <laughs> just like a yeah, little can bit you imagine? shorter, like <laughs> it would be, everything would be way better. <laughs> you know, I heard one of my friends, um, Shelly Smith, she does House of Smith on Instagram. I don't know if you guys know her, but she said something this last week that I loved. And she said, she's like, I have a theory that if everyone were in a room and if we all threw our biggest trial, like the hardest thing we've ever been through to the center of the room. Um, and then it was like, okay, you can switch. You can switch your trial. Everyone throw it to the center of the room. That once we got to look at what everyone else is going through, we'd run right back to our own. And yes. I love that. And we'd like grab it. And I love that concept because it's true. Like it feels so hard and so terrible, but I genuinely believe that we're given um, the skills that we need to, to cope with our own trials. I think that God gives us that. And so I feel the same way. I'm like, yeah, I w of course I wanted to be shorter and prettier and like all this stuff. I would like, I would, if I could throw, you know, like the bullying and the terrible, terrible things people did to me into the center room, I know I'd go back and grab it because I know how to deal with it. And mm -hmm. I don't, I see a lot of other things that happen. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. Right. <laughs> you know? So. And it's amazing because really like. So much of what we think about ourselves dictates our state, mental, mm -hmm. emotional, and all of that moving forward. And I think your Better Body Love program is so cool because it's helping women stop spending so much time hating themselves. Yeah. How did you get to that point? I mean, how did you, what's the inspiration behind this program and how did you get there? It was honestly just years of messages of women saying, okay, but how? Because I would say, I love myself. I'm grateful for my body. I'm mm -hmm. feeling amazing. I'm doing all these things. But everyone just being, yeah, but like how? How do you right. get there? And it was, you know, when so many, I just was uh, receiving messages all day, every day for honestly like two years. People just asking like how, 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 how. And I didn't even really know. I was like, how? How did I get here? I don't know. I don't know what changed. And so it took a lot of time. Like I wanted to create something that could help people, but I didn't even know how to articulate what it was for me. So I spent over a year, honestly, even longer than that. I initially got a book deal from a company and they wanted me to write my story. And I thought that was going to be the answer. But um, about nine months into writing the book, I just was like, it's not a book. It was, it's not a book. It just didn't feel like it needed to be a book. Um, so then I pivoted to this idea of like an audio training course where people could listen. Um, there's video and there is audio too, but you can just listen to the steps. And I broke it down into like 10 days because there's a lot of things out there that are like six weeks, eight weeks, one year later, you know, like, and I just, <laughs> and I don't think you can fix everything in 10 days for sure. Like it takes, I still work on it every day, but I do think that in just 10 days, you can have a significantly different approach to your body and how grateful you are for it. And so I walk through just like 10 minutes a day for 10 days, exercises that I do and practices that I preach essentially that work for me. And I share that in a way that I hope people can, you know, start, get started right away and start seeing some tangible, tangible ways to work through the body issues that they have. Yeah. I honestly, I, I'm, uh, I mean, let's get real. I, I've been struggling. I've followed you for a long time. I went, I did mm -hmm. Allison's, no, I didn't go to Allison's brand school, but like I did her like audio courses. So anyway, oh, yeah. I like found you through her and I've just, I've known about your course and I have struggled for such a long time. I still struggle. And I feel like just like this calling of like, I need 
to do your program because I still, while I still have found acceptance for my like height, I still like I crave the acceptance that you have for your body. Like you can see it and I just don't have it. And I'm, I'll, I'll sit here and I fully will admit like to anyone who, who asks, who wants to hear, I mean, I had an eating disorder. I struggled for a long time. And for me, that never goes away. And so I've just been your better body love program. There's something about it that just continues to draw me in. And I think that's probably why so many people are, are drawn to you in the course. Um, Obviously, I don't want you to give too much, but can you share some of your few nuggets on some of the actions that you did and that we can um, yeah. do to like retrain our brains? Because I'm going to, yeah. I need them. <laughs> I need so it. the first, the first step and the thing that I think is the most important step that I talk about in the program is visually and mentally and emotionally separating your worth from your appearance. And I think that our entire lives, we think once I lose this much weight, then I'll love myself. Once I have a boyfriend, I'll love myself. Once I get this promotion, then I'm going to know that I'm worthy. Once I, you know, get these great, like we have all these things that we attach to our worth, um, especially things that are parents-based. As women, we just think, okay, once I hit my goal weight, then I'll feel confident. And once I, you know, um, restrict myself from something for so long, then I'm going to have this kind of confidence. So really detaching and separating your worth from your appearance and knowing that they have nothing to do with each other. Like they literally have nothing to do with each other. I really believe like the worth that we have, we were born with and it's infinite and there's nothing you can do that makes you have more of it or less of it. There's nothing you could do that makes you a less worthy human being. Like your worth is this thing that has this little like shield around it essentially where it just can't, you can't break it. And when we wrap our worth up with our appearance, that's when like the real danger comes because We get so obsessed about the things that don't matter. And it's just a horrible idea to base your worth on anything that can is subject to change. So of course, like even if I got down to whatever goal weight I wanted to be, I'm still gonna get older. Like that's an inevitability if I'm lucky enough, you know, that I'll get old. And if I get a certain like there's just so many things when so we just have to separate it. Your worth is not dependent on what you look like. What you look like is absolutely going to change. That is just the nature of living the human existence. <laughs> we are going to look different. Like that's just mm-hmm. a reality. And so when I know that it has nothing, my worth has nothing to do with it, then I can start moving forward. So it's like that visual, emotional, physical separation, like, okay, they're different. So no matter how my body fluctuates, I know that I'm a worthy, awesome, amazing human being, no matter what. And so it's been good for me to separate. Um, I also talk a lot about the power of positive affirmations and just, you know, gratitude practice essentially of like head to toe listing everything in your body that you're grateful for. Um, I lead exercises throughout the 10 days of writing down things that you love about your body that have nothing to do with the way you look like. Um, And just really, really, really honing into how grateful we should be to be alive. There's literally people under the ground, like as morbid as it sounds, we have a body right now that's breathing today and we get to be here. And that's awesome. And I lost a friend to cancer. And I just remember imagining her standing in a room of women complaining about their bodies and just being like, are you freaking kidding me? I would 
take yours. I would take yours. I would take yours. I don't care if I can have babies. I don't care if it's 50 pounds overweight. I don't care about any of that. I just want a body to breathe because if we want to be here, you know, chasing our dreams, living our lives, experiencing our families and our children and our friends and all those amazing things, we need a body to do it. And it just seems so trivial to complain about how much it weighs or what it looks like or what size of pants it wears. It just doesn't matter because we get to be here. There's a lot of people who aren't here right now and I don't know what'll happen tomorrow. I could be hit by a car tomorrow. There's a lot of things that could happen. I don't know. But today, right now, because I have no idea how long I'll live, it seems like a terrible waste of time to be hung up on what I look like. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I feel like that's where, boom, I know. <laughs> like That's where I'm at. It's like, I know that. And what's so sad, and this is so, I mean, I think about it. I'm like, God, when he's so sad. I do positive affirmations with my daughter and I've been doing them yeah. for almost a year now. And she will tell me, just the other day she's like mom you are beautiful and you are strong and you are worthy and I sit here I'm like I'm such a fake though because there are moments well I mean you know that feeling you get when you're like yeah I just feel because you know it's still a struggle it's a reprogramming for someone like me who's like had this my whole life it's a constant reprogramming but that's what your program can help someone do is like just retrain because it it's not just like it happens overnight. This is like a full on process for people who have yeah. body issues. Um, yeah, it's not, it's absolutely not something you can change and you're not a fake. You're trying your best, right? You're yeah. doing something for your daughter that yeah, you yeah. wish you had a hundred percent solid yourself. I already think that's making huge strides because you recognize that that's something that you want for her. So it, I still have to convince myself some days. There's still some days that even, even as much time as I spend in this space, there's still sometimes I get frustrated. I'll see a picture of myself and be like, what? And I just have to be like, no, 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 no. I have to stop myself and not let myself go too far down that path. You're not failing. You're trying. And it's very natural to fall into those traps of like comparison and not believing that we're worthy and thinking like it's natural. We're literally inundated constantly with a visual representation of what we aren't. Like we see it on social media, we see it on TV, like we're constantly seeing what we will never look like and we compare ourselves to that. So it's really hard. Like it's really, really hard. I think you're doing a really good job and I'm glad you're doing that with your daughter. Mm. It's something that you have to just chip away at a little bit more every day, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm working. <laughs> you're doing a great job. You need to give yourself yes, more thank you. you are. Thank you, girls. I think what's cool is we're seeing this huge shift on Instagram currently of people craving authenticity. And for Whitney and I, that was a huge thing for TGL. We wanted a place where girls could come and feel safe and connected. And you do such a good job of this. You just ooze it. And you ooze it when you're struggling and when you're not and when you're having good days. And like your IGTV yesterday where you just kind of broke down talking about what you're currently doing. Like I just, you ooze it. And what is your goal with this? What is your goal with creating this openness and realness on Instagram? My goal, honestly, I, for a long time, I had the goal of let's like heal as women. Let's heal. Let's fix this because this has been a problem my entire life. Everyone I've talked to, it's been a problem their entire lives. Like most women, when they think back, their memories of a negative body image start at eight years old. And that's heartbreaking. Um, Whitney, I don't know. How old is your daughter? She's three. She's three. Okay, mm-hmm. that's really cute. Yeah. So I I don't know what um 
what age you guys started noticing that. But for me, it was around eight years old when I first started feeling like I was different. I didn't look good. And so we're dealing with a whole lifetime, essentially, of feeling terrible about my body and most women that I talk to. So my initial purpose was like, let's heal, let's heal, let's heal. And I still, I still want to focus on healing, but I also lately feel very, very urgent on helping prevent as well. So I have been speaking to a lot of youth groups this summer, trying to teach younger girls, like middle school, teenage girls, the importance of respecting their bodies and loving their bodies. And I look at it a little bit differently for a teen girl because I want to warn them what is ahead if they let themselves get to a dark place. I want to empower them to feel good about themselves. I feel like they also are inundated with probably a thousand times more comparison than we are just because of social media. And I just want, I want to prevent too. So I have mm-hmm. goals of healing. I have goals to prevent that prevent. I would love, um, I'm working really, really hard to make it all free information. My better body love course. I chart, I charged a low price point. Most digital programs are a couple hundred dollars. I charged a low price point. Um, just because the expense of a video course is massive, but I would love to get to a point where I don't have to charge anything at all. And it could just be free information that's available for people because I just feel like when you feel good about yourself, you treat others better. We all win. And I see this, my husband's a middle school principal and he tells me stories that are just, you just want to crawl in a hole and cry. It's so sad. Um, the girls are terrible to each other and they, the boys take advantage of the girls. And like, it's all like the root cause of it is this, uh, feeling of unworthiness. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like boys are taking advantage of girls who don't feel, um, like they're worth anything Mm -hmm. and girls are being terrible to each other. And you know, a girl who's being mean to another girl doesn't feel good about themselves. And then it's only perpetuating. I just see this like crazy vicious cycle and it seems amplified because of social media and the contact we have with each other through that. And I just want to, I just imagine like if everyone felt their worth and if they knew, if these girls knew how amazing they are and what a gift their body is and their life is, then I just genuinely believe we could heal the world. Yeah. We (laughs) need to get you together with, we had the kind campaign on a couple podcasts ago and they do girl on girl bullying. We need to get you guys together and Mm -hmm. we need you guys to the kind campaign. yeah look yeah up. okay yeah. lauren and molly of the kind campaign and their whole thing is girl on girl bullying and to put you in conjunction with yes. them i mean that would be some and their whole thing is they do school assemblies so they go across the country doing school assemblies on okay bullying. so yeah. powerful yeah, that would be powerful yeah 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 so i just i just feel like That's we all awesome. win right if we yes. can get that message out and then when you treat other people nice, like they notice and they want to treat other people nice. And I don't know, that's, that's what I would love for it for. That's how I would love for it to go. It's amazing. It's a yeah. great goal. So you're, you're a busy mom of four and mm-hmm. you have, you're a busy, you know, lots of businesses. You have so many things you're juggling. So how, how do you decide what you're going to spend time on? Um, you know, I'm kind of a fan of time blocking. Oh, it's just a concept. I juggle a lot between my kids and I run multiple projects for work. Uh, I have technically like four different jobs if you wanted to like break it out, but, um, I just try to time block. So every Sunday night I sit down with my husband and we just kind of go through the things that the kids need that week and where we need to be. My husband is super supportive. I'm so grateful for a supportive spouse because I literally could not do what I do without his support, but we just time block and just set aside time. Like I have to plan out family things. Like I have to plan. Okay. 
we're all going to go to the park on Monday night. Like we're not very, we're not a very sporadic family, but we, um, we are good about scheduling. Like I schedule family time, just like I schedule work time. I make sure, you know, like if it's a holiday season or something, I'll look at the month and I'll pre-plan the days we want to go do things because we just, the nature of our family, we don't have a lot of downtime where we're just like, what should we do? (laughs) So, um, I schedule a lot. I honestly am very prayerful almost every morning about what needs to go because there is a never ending list all the time. And this isn't, I'm not some special unicorn. I think everyone has a lot that they're juggling every day, no matter if you work or not, or have kids or not. Like we all have a lot we're juggling. Um, and I think there's a lot of beauty in accomplishing a lot, but there's also, you can start feeling guilty if you don't get through all your lists and get all the things done. So I just always pray. I'm like, okay, let me know what needs to go. Like something's got to give. And I just kind of trust that if I'm in tune and trying to be aware of the people around me and trying to always nod back to like how I can better serve and help those around me, that the things that need to happen will happen. And I am by no means accomplishing all the things that I want to do. Like I have a never ending list. I'm disappointing people every day, I'm sure. Um, but I'm just doing my best. And I just have to trust that like the things that needed to be taken care of that day were taken care of that day. I've been extremely protective of my family time lately, because it just feels like it's the thing that gets taken away the easiest. And um, when there's things that come up, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. But like, no, I just have time where I'm like, this is my family time. I'm not gonna schedule anything. I'm not gonna run anywhere real quick. Like this is what I have to do to make it work. Um, which a lot of people would literally probably just die at my schedule and how I do things. But I'm like, it's what works for us. Yeah. Um, but I know like I have a sister-in-law who can go days without leaving her house. I don't know how that happens, but she'd probably die if she had things she had to do all day, every day. But she really <laughs> thrives. Like she loves being at home. And I, I think it's great. Like it's really wonderful. But for me, I just, I thrive and, and find more happiness when I have a schedule and things that we're working on. Yeah. So to your family, you have one daughter. Uh-huh. What is the one thing that you would want, you want your daughter to know? Oh my gosh. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> um, and we both have daughters too. Yeah. So we oh, can really, yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Girls are fun, huh? Oh, love it. I had, I had three boys first and I love my boys. Like they're so amazing and I'm so grateful for them. I didn't think I wanted boys before I ever had them. And now I'm like, Oh, I I freaking love these little boys. They're amazing. (laughs) Um, but there is this like special part in my heart for my daughter where I just like, I really, really want to protect her because I mean, I know it's impossible, but like, I don't want her to go through the things I went through obviously. And so I just, you know, we do a lot of affirmations with her and I just want her to know that she's perfect as she is. And that she doesn't have to be anyone different to be likable. And she doesn't have to change the things that she likes or the things that she says or the way that she looks like that really there's so much perfection in just being true to who you are. Like, I really, really want her to know that it's pretty terrifying to know that, that as much as I tell her that I probably won't be the reality because it's just the nature, unfortunately, of like females, I'm going to do everything I can, but we just always question and want to change and compare and oh my gosh but yeah that's what I would want her to know more than anything is that like the way she is is the way she was meant to be and that there's so much power in um there's so much power in just owning exactly who you are mm-hmm. yeah yeah that. it's I, so good that's what I crave for my 
my little one too. And I think it's just because I struggled so much with it myself. So again, I think we're just doing everything, (laughs) everything we can, everything we can for them. Um, Okay. So what, what's one thing you would want our listeners to know about you or kind of to take away from our time together on this podcast? Um, One thing that I just always say, I say this so much, um, but it really, really is like the core of everything I believe um, is that our bodies, no matter how many parts don't look or work the way we want them to, is the only way we can be here on earth accomplishing our purpose and spending time with the people we love. And I just would encourage people to really think about that. Like we get hung up on you know, for me, it was the weight thing. I didn't like my weight. I didn't like my size. I, one of my best friends struggles with infertility and that's been her point of frustration with her body her whole life. Like, why can't my body do this one thing that I want it to so bad? And I just think being aware um, and being grateful that we have a body, even if it doesn't look or work the way we want it to, like there's things that just don't do. I hit, you know, there's people who can't walk there's people who can't see there's all these different ailments that could happen. Um, but it's the only, like our body is the vessel. Like we only get to be here experiencing our life if we have a body and just being really, really grateful for that because that's such a blessing and not everyone has it. And like right now there, I mean, it's just, we have this short time that we're here and just really being grateful for that, I think is huge. It's the only way we can be here. Like we don't get another option. (laughs) We don't get to body hop. I don't really believe in reincarnation. (laughs) So like, this is it. This is our body. There's purpose. I believe we have the bodies we need to accomplish our purpose on earth. I don't believe my friend was ever meant to have a baby that way. I believe that she was meant to find her family through adoption. She's been so blessed with the most beautiful babies and this beautiful family that she fought so freaking hard for. And so I just think like, I just believe I'm sorry, I keep getting so religious, but it's just literally the nature of who I am. But I just believe that God gives us the bodies that we need. And if I was meant to be a person of average size, I would have been. But there was a reason I needed to be six feet tall and the size of a linebacker. I don't know. There was a reason. And now I see it. If I would have been an average size person, I never would have the ability to teach and connect with women the way I do now, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. And so I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I'm massively tall. I'm grateful I stand out in all my pictures. (laughs) Like I think, I think it's played to my benefit now. I think that when I have to speak and do all these things, like I think people um, recognize me easier because I'm so tall. Like it's, it plays a purpose and it's so wonderful now, but I mean, I hated it for so long, but I see, I see the greater plan, you know? That perspective is absolutely insane. And it's so yeah. amazing. Like not insane in a bad way, like insane. Like it's blowing yeah. my mind because yeah. I feel like it's what we both needed to hear and like yeah. what our listeners need to hear. And it's just, yeah, it's hard to, it is hard to look at the things that you're going through. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. <sighs> It's is ridiculous. Well, it's my, not ridiculous. Our listeners will. No. Our listeners will already know. I'm going through a miscarriage right now, and so, so and sorry. infertility. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But anyways, like, I ask those same questions. Like, why can't yeah. I have a baby normally? Like, hello, you know. Yeah. Um, we just are so hard on ourselves, and yeah, and it, you know. 
we are both religious girls and have talked about, you know, God on this podcast a lot. And so I know that he gave me this body for a reason, but sometimes it's just really hard and we need people like you and podcasts like this to just bring ourselves back down and say, no, you know, there is a purpose. And even though we don't understand it, (laughs) we we question, there is a purpose. Mm -hmm. And so just to like have faith, you know, and know we're not alone in it all. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's really hard to trust that process, especially, especially when you're in it. Like on like the hardest days of the things I went through, I never would have thought like, oh, this is, this is what God wanted for me. Like, it feels terrible. It feels like you're forgotten. And it feels like, why isn't this working? Like there's so much frustration there, but there really is like, you know, and it's, I know easy for me to say right now because I can step back and look at it now. And I think when you're dealing with things like miscarriage or any kind of trauma, like it's okay to be upset right now. It's totally okay. But just knowing that in the future you can step back and you can see why things were the way they were. Like having that perspective is so important, but it's not, it might not be today. It might not be today that you're able to say, I'm grateful for a miscarriage. That's a really hard, hard place to be. Like, of course that's hard to say, but I do think long-term you'll be able to step back and you'll be able to see a greater plan. For sure. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent. I know that I'll, I'll get there. It's yeah. It's just fresh. Yeah. It's hard. It's just so sorry. You're going through that. I'm so sorry. No. Well, I, I actually, it's so funny. This is God working because yesterday I was actually not going to be on with you um because oh, okay. just, uh, it was just going to be Kristen and you and so yeah. it just so happened that today worked out and again all in God's timing to where yeah. it just worked out um so oh, good and so glad. yeah so okay moving on yeah on TGL we do a new segment called yay and nay with wit and k and mm-hmm. yay is one thing we're loving and nay is one thing that we don't love. So what would be your nay, yay and nay for today? Something that I'm loving. Oh my gosh. I am loving. Do you want like products or things? Anything. It, it could be anything. Okay. I am just loving personally right now that all of my kids sleep in in the morning. <laughs> like I seriously go to bed. I mean, I have four kids and my oldest is 11. My youngest is four. I feel like for a solid decade, I did not sleep. Like <laughs> someone was always up at night. Someone was always up early in the morning. And this summer has been like, I almost don't even want to say it out loud and like curse myself <laughs> because they sleep in and I just like wake up and I still haven't gotten over the fact like the other day I woke up, I could hear my kids downstairs. I woke up, I took a shower, I had some quiet time, I took a phone call, I got ready in my bathroom, and no one ever came to, like, bug me, and I just stood there in my bathroom, and I was like, this is insane, I cannot <laughs> believe that I just got ready without any interruption, I feel like it's really been a decade since I, so I'm really just, it seems so trivial, but just the fact that my kids are old enough to, like, wake up, make themselves a little and watch TV while I can get ready, like, that's insane. That's like so crazy to me. So that's my biggest yay. I'm like, okay. And we're not, you know, for us, we're not having any more kids. I'm like, is this, is this life? Am I going to be able to function again? I'll sleep again. Like, it just seems like it's been so long. Like it's literally been a decade since I felt like this kind of weird freedom. And so now it's your reward. It's here. Yeah. And it's the best kind of freedom because it's like, okay, I can still go downstairs and like hug my kids and love them. And 
So it's like perfect that way. Yeah. Um, nay, probably putting sunscreen on my kids. Like <laughs> 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 getting them like all lined up and spraying them all down and making them feel like getting them all covered and getting on their faces and everything. Like, oh my gosh, that's definitely <laughs> been that's probably been the nay for sure. So time consuming. But like so you know you have to do it. <laughs> I have to do it. I'm like, this is for your good. But yeah, that's every time they get like they all complain. They don't want sunscreen. I yeah, it's frustrating. But that's funny. Today was our first day of splash day at my daughter's daycare. And so it was my first time putting sunscreen on and it was miserable. She screamed. I'm like, oh, I'm not cool. hurting you. I promise. She's only 10 months old, so she doesn't get it. But I'm like, this is for your own good. I promise. <laughs> How old is your daughter? Mine's 10 months old. Oh, 10. How fun. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Okay. So again, this podcast, Chris and I are best friends. And so it's all about uh, just girlfriends. And we love to ask this question. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received from your best friend? man um I feel so lucky to have a handful of positive female friendships I couldn't even pick out one best friend but one of my friends told me just last week I loved what she said um she said we connect with our weaknesses and we compete with our strengths meaning that sometimes the people that we're most competitive against are the people that we're very similar to we have the same strengths and how interesting it would be if we could just change our mindset and be like, oh, we have the same strengths. How can we help each other? Instead of like, oh, well, you're like me, so I'm going to hold here and you're going to like, I just think it's something so interesting that women especially do. Um, but we connect with our weaknesses because when we're going through something with someone, we want to connect with them. But why couldn't we do that with our strengths mm. too? I just kind of, that's been on my mind a lot the past couple of days that one of my friends told me that I really, really loved. I've never thought of that. Like, I've just, yeah. I, that's it's really interesting. Cool. And then when I hear people, when I hear conversations where like sisters or whatever will be complaining about one other person, I'm like, because you guys have similar strengths. <laughs> it's because you guys, <laughs> like, it's just kind of interesting to point that out, you know? It like makes me think back on a lot of my female relationships. Yeah. 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 And sometimes we don't want to admit that they're the same strengths. Like, <laughs> I'm not anything like that, but it's like, oh, but I probably am a little bit. <laughs> All right. So, on our website, we'll put all this information, but for here, where can our listeners find you? Tell us all the deets. I'm the easiest to find on Instagram. It's Ashley's with an S plural, Ashley's Fresh Fix. Um, For now, I might be changing it, but for now, I'm Ashley's Fresh Fix. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Man, if you change it, I won't know what to do, I feel like. <laughs> I know. I might just go to my name just because I'm boring. Like, I just speak a lot and do a lot of teaching and stuff. And it's just easier for people to introduce me as, like, Ashley Reeves or whatever instead of Ashley's Fresh Fix. So that's kind of more the lines I'm thinking, you know. All right. Well, yeah. we'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah. <laughs> it has you. been an absolute joy getting to spend the last hour with you. And I just can't wait. You're going to inspire all of our listeners. You inspired us. And thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you.